Welcome back to the All Outdoors Photography Podcast, where we share experiences out in the field and educate others through landscapes, wildlife, macro, and more, with photographers from around the world. And today, it's just going to be the, the two of us, actually, and we're going to be having, a, I believe, a two-part episode, and we're going to be talking about everything related to Biggest Week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a little little FAQ for people who don't know what Biggest Week is. It's uh, it's in uh, McGee, what's the town? Maumee, Ohio, kind of that area. Um, uh, near yeah, it's it's like near basically Lake Lake Erie. It's outside Toledo. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Like it's separated uh, over a couple of counties actually, like Ottawa. Um, gosh, I can't think of the names right now, but uh, it's, it's just a great place up there. Uh, great habitat. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. Yeah, and all the warblers get stuck um, basically in migration because Lake Erie is huge, so they'll get trapped there. Uh, they have to forage along the shore um, and get tons of energy from these various marshes. I mean, that's that's the majority of what's there is marshes, especially along Lake Erie. And they have to get, you know, energy from there, whether it be insects or, uh, you know, kind of the nutrients on the leaves or, you know, for different species. Uh, you know, they have to they have to fuel up, and they they all show up. So it's it's crazy. Uh, it was amazing. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about you, but I have multiple birders and photographers alike that would, like, recommend this place to me because I've been trying to go since – uh, 2020 and then of course COVID happened they closed all the event and then last year I just forgot about it so this year I was you know 2022 I was like dead set I was like I'm, I'm going I don't care no matter what I'm going for a certain length of time and uh, I happened to spend like an entire week there which is awesome just a great time but it's it's yeah. really it like for anyone that you know it's like actually someone just the other day messaged me um, he went up to biggest week or not, excuse me, he went up to McGee Marsh just like the other day, and right now we're recording like near the end of May, so migration is still pretty strong, um, it's kind of tapering off a little bit with certain species, but um, anyways, this guy uh, went there and he's like, wow, it really is like, they just get up in your face, and like, it's almost mm-hmm. too easy, and I'm like, yeah man, it's like, I'm a believer now, like when people said that, they weren't joking, like, it is really cool. Yeah, I, I really, I, I get why, I mean, I know they're desperate for food, but I still really don't understand why they're, like, they just don't care. It's it's crazy to me, and it's it, it really works yeah. out well, so. It's a strange, yeah, it really is a strange thing with these, I mean, with the birds, because it's like, they are migrating, of course, but, like, there is, I've noticed a certain difference, because I live almost three hours south of there, um, and it's like, like, the same kind of warblers are different there versus here. Like it's just, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like the just that because the along the flyway with the migratory path, like, are they just more desperate for food or something? But like, you're you're right, it is like they just don't care, quite simply, for the most part. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we're we're gonna be going through our our day by day here. Uh, mm-hmm. We we spent we both spent um, a considerable amount of time there, so we've, uh, for me at least, uh, it was my first like solo like not solo. I was shooting with you a lot, but like just on my own kind of photo trip um, and mm-hmm. it, it was great you know we did 12 hours of shooting a day usually uh, <laughs> uh, average like 10 to 12 miles a day of walking so I mean, oh, it was yeah. insane we we shot 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 so <laughs> yeah it was definitely the longest photo trip like photography minded trip i ever had um you know just a full week of doing what i love it felt like a big binge episode really because it like you said it was 12 hour days and like you know, I would say the typical day when we were both together uh, was like we'd get up early in the morning, like five, six in the morning, something like that, before sunrise, drive to our respective locations. We'd be shooting in probably until like one or two in the afternoon, go back to the <laughs> hotel, eat something, 
kind of just veg around. I would take a shower because I would skip that in the mornings, of course. And then we'd go out and shoot until like 9 p.m. It was like, and we <laughs> yeah. did that like every day, like for a few days. It was like, this is awesome. We, we even usually had an evening activity too. Like we did a, a podcast and we did all this stuff. So like we, we'd go to bed like midnight or 1 a.m. and get up at oh 5. <laughs> and repeat it. And yeah. Like I had people going like, did you have time to enjoy the local restaurants? Did you like get some beach class? Did you? I'm like, it was not really. I was at uh, the beach, but I wasn't like relaxing at the beach. <laughs> it was kind of like stoked for all the birds and shooting those. Like, like there, it was great because I, I really because I'm such a, like a rusher with things, like seeing it all kind of thing, uh, especially in like newer, unfamiliar places. But like, I really felt like I took enough time to like just kind of settle out and just enjoy what the I guess the experience of being there. Um, which mm-hmm. you know, I did, I did a decent amount of, but like I was definitely, like you said, on on my feet for hours and miles, um, boardwalk, mm-hmm. uh, hiking trails, and like just using the camera. I mean, like yeah, it was just not a dull uh-huh. moment, but like I still enjoyed it for overall for like what it was and what was yeah I was what was happening, I guess. Yeah, it, for me at least, it took me a good week to recover just from the <laughs> not necessarily the physical, just like the just general exhaustion because <laughs> it was like. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, I've never done something like this really, and I'm. I guess next uh, next week when I go to Alaska, it'll be kind of the same. Um, so you know, maybe I'll be a little less exhausted after that. But um, it's it's intense, uh, but I, I love it. I mean, I never, I never was never bored. That's for sure. <laughs> so. Yeah, that is. Yeah, it's very true. It was definitely exhausting. I agree, but it was like just well worth the expense <laughs> mm-hmm. at that. But uh, let's go ahead and get started. I guess uh, with our. Yeah. Uh, first day here so i think that was friday um yeah and i so i you want, you want me to kind of mention my the couple things i did before you got there yeah basically go ahead yeah go ahead yeah so i um i stayed at my grandparents house which is kind of in ryan's area kind of halfway up um from my house uh got up at like five and just drove because like i was like i want to get there so bad um <laughs> uh, and I drove through the most, the heaviest rain I've ever driven through. Um, I was like, I don't care. I can still shoot in this. I got, I got there. It was a little bit too rainy, honestly. I was like, yeah. eh. expensive camera. I, I, I don't, I don't think so. So uh, I, uh, I, I, I met uh, Gary Farber and Noby Cannon, um, the guys over at Hunts, um, for the first time. I've, I've known them for a long time now, but it, it was nice to finally meet in person kind of hung out at their booth um so they were at the optics booth which was really really cool area i know you and i over the course of the week we walked around there a bunch just getting to know people and like looking at this really cool like binoculars and tripods and all this kind of stuff uh yeah so that was that was cool to see uh and that's literally first when you enter mcgee marsh it's right there uh, and mm-hmm. there's even some feeders in the back too which uh, bring you know some really cool birds, rose-breasted grosbeaks, and uh, I think there were even some warblers back there. Orioles, yeah, mm-hmm. orchard, orchard, oriole. God, I can't even say that. Orchard orioles were uh, uh-huh. pretty prevalent for I think one of the days that we actually stopped by and visit the alley, optics, optics uh-huh. alley at that. Yeah, but um, I just want to add in their appendage there uh, that it wouldn't be any we wouldn't do any service if we didn't mention like Black Swamp because they do have their office there and that's. That's where the bird feeders are at, or like situated behind and along it, uh, mm-hmm. right next to the optics alley. And that's uh, that's a great cons- conservation organization that basically I don't I don't think they run McGee Marsh, but like they're situated right there as you enter the place. 
and mm-hmm. uh, they do some great work with that entire region up there. Yeah, they do a lot of banding, a lot of studies. They raise tons of money for it, so they're, they're great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's worth going there to check out their gift shop. Um, I actually bought a few things uh-huh. on my last day um, when I was saying goodbye yeah, to Gary and Noah. Yeah, <laughs> so it's it just like such a cool place. Uh, check out the feeders and talking to people about you know the spotting scopes different optics um camera gear even lenses um lots of different vendors that were up there and it's just cool to meet people um funnily enough uh, the one gentleman from olympus uh, that last day i know i'm jumping around to later in the week but no he mentioned he mentioned about like finding our, our podcast actually he's like oh i've heard of that i've been listening for a couple weeks now i mean like he <laughs> found it just like by searching up photography podcasts it's like crazy to me i was like it's small world uh-huh. but but yeah, like yeah it's that was awesome yeah yeah just just really cool people just talking about birding and everything so yeah it, it was just all around a really neat experience there alone but um yeah i think mm-hmm. yeah so yeah so from- when i got there um i hung out at that booth for like two hours and then the rain pretty much stopped um so i went right to the mcgee marsh boardwalk and if i'm being honest looking back there wasn't really anything there um <laughs> But that was good, honestly. I mean, there wasn't like it wasn't the when I first got there, it wasn't the famous birds right in front of you. Uh, but that was kind of nice, you know. I got to tour the boardwalk. Um, I did get to shoot the magnolia that day, which was awesome. Got my best magnolia photo by far, um, just that day. Uh, and I got to meet a bunch of people. Like I shot with a guy for like two hours, uh, just a random dude, but we just talked about cameras and talked about birds and. I just like the community on the boardwalk, and I I like the I like the crowd levels on that those earlier days too. Um, yes. There were still people on the boardwalk, you know, if you want to talk to them. But also, it's not wall to wall, and if you see a bird, generally it's just you shooting the bird, which is pretty nice. Um, mm-hmm. I think I saw a Sora like the first minute I was on the boardwalk, so <laughs> that was pretty darn cool. Um, you know, yellow warbler, which for me is. I would consider. I know it's not rare, but for me, it's rare. I just I don't see them very often, honestly. In Louisville, it's more like common yellow throats rather than yellows. So that was really cool to see right away. Um, yeah. And yeah, I did. Yeah, I did McGee. Um, it was super cool. Um, and, and then I met up with Ryan. So. Mm-hmm. How many hours were you there? So you, you wait. You drove from your grandparents' house, and it was about five a.m. Probably. Uh-huh almost two and a half three hour drive so like you're probably there from like nine yeah i got till. there at nine and then i did i hit the boardwalk at eleven thirty, and i didn't get off the boardwalk till like four i literally like lost myself on the boardwalk it was so cool <laughs> like i just forgot about all things time so right and it, it, it's uh-huh. totally understandable um i'm maybe a little guilty now but like i slept in because i was just like i want to get my sleep in and i didn't get i think i didn't arrive to the area till like three or four and then that's when you're like hey you want to meet up at mommy bay which we'll get to here in a moment and i was like ah man i should have got there sooner <laughs> but it was like a rainy day like like you said the drive up there and everything and uh i wasn't i wouldn't say it's not favorable but like like you said i don't want to take my gear out necessarily in rain like purposefully mm-hmm. and risk and risk that but um i definitely agree there because like later in the week it definitely got those droves of crowds and it was just getting really wasn't like tough but it was just getting a little bit too congested uh for my tastes um but it did help i guess in a way if there's a silver lining with like seeing more birds like more species i guess because people would point out help you out of course 
Um, mm-hmm. When you're out there on your own, like you said, and you're isolated, so to speak, and photographing certain birds, you may not notice other ones or hear them to quite like identify them, I guess, that, from that same way. Uh, so, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, but I, I joined you later on and uh, we pretty much went from there at least, but it was a really... That was, that was a cool shoot. Day. Yeah, no, it's funny you're saying about yellow warblers being like rare in your instance. It was like, that was one of my first couple shots from the whole trip. <laughs> and it were pretty good ones at that. I'm looking at it right now and it's like, it's... Oh, yeah, those, it landed, yeah. there was a yellow warbler that landed on a yellow plant that was, it was a different enough color that it provided like a great contrast. And the yeah. white sky worked in that scenario. And it was like, wow, I'm, I, I haven't edited those yet, but like, those are really cool. I actually touched up. I haven't done much editing at the time of this recording, but like that's one shot I have done so far, just because I'm going chronological order, of course. And like I warmed it up just a little bit because it is kind of a cooler tones with that just that cloudiness to it of the day. Yeah. But like it really just helps bring out like, like you don't realize really until you look at a photo is like some of these birds like it's called a yellow warbler, but like it is all yellow. But like you really, I never really took the time with before the shot to like look at the intricate details of like it has those like rusty rufous streaks like along its breast like it has a lot of like cool detail and like the darker like wing bars and you know design on that like there's a lot going on there there's definitely green in those wing bars too yeah like it's not just an all yellow bird (laughs) or any other Uh you know kind of i guess bird for that matter really it's like there's more to it than just like a solid color you know yeah uh also i got as soon as I got to Mommy Bay, I got some, uh, like, purple Martin images that I'm, like, super happy mm. with. Um, I posted one on my Instagram this week, or it may have been last week, actually. Uh, it was, like, a full-frame headshot with, like, some foliage and a white sky um, with rain, though, so it kind of worked. Mm-hmm. Um, that was super cool, but also, I haven't posted it yet, but I got, like, a, a tree. I think I showed you, Ryan. It was, like, a yellow tree in the background and you could clear i did a shutter speed that the rain would be accentuated and then a purple martin on like a stick kind of small in frame and it was yeah that's it's one of my favorite shots on the trip and it's a purple martin you know it's not even a warbler but it, it was super still, cool it, yeah it's kind a of mi- a small in frame kind of thing yeah and i mean it's still a cool bird nonetheless it's a migrant mm-hmm. um they only stick around in summer at least here in most of ohio and like mm-hmm. And by comparison, I mean, like, your shot is amazing. Like, you know, it's it's uh, facing the camera first off. Like, I got a few uh, from when we met up at Mommy to, like, that was after the yellow warbler shots. But it's, like, its back's turned to me. It's on, like, an isolated tree branch with some, like, lichen, like, on the, the branch. And there's, like, you could see the rain from the slowed down shutter slightly because it was, like, a downpour. But, like, yeah, man, that shot's that's an awesome shot with that one. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we both got... Uh, probably some of our best grackle shots we've ever taken. Uh, eh. That shoot, not for you. No, I I didn't nail the the focus really. I don't know why because there's like a couple oh, of like the the like the it was great because it was um let me just explain for anyone listening it was like great eye level perfect it was a fair distance away so like I don't even think I shot at six hundred um, I think it was like close to the five uh, nice compression there in the background had a nice gradient with like a green to like beige. Um, and uh-huh. just side profile view of the bird a little too busy maybe in the foreground like with the bird because i had the obviously the focal planes it was like right like the i guess the uh, plant it was on it was right up there but like it was obscuring it a little bit but not too much uh-huh. uh but like my shots weren't even that really 
good in focus. I got one of the nicotine membrane though, like the eye oh. like layer. Oh gosh, do you like those? They're cool. I mean, it's just kind of cool that yeah. like, like it shows how fast they blink, and you don't realize it until mm-hmm. you take like a frame, like a a burst, and like like I got I think two, four, six, I got six frames of it probably in rapid succession i think and like the third one has that that uh the eyelid and then the other ones don't oh, nice. so so okay. and they and like all the shots kind of like basically have the same comp like the bird the grackle didn't really move that much but like it's it's really cool uh, uh-huh. but i think I've yeah better I, I basically did the same thing for me like i i think i got a better angle than you um because mm-hmm. my my bird was like completely exposed i found like a window um and I was able to get like the rain like falling on his like feathers and stuff. It, it was it was really cool. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more later about uh, maybe some struggles or just stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know things to improve on, and that's that's one of them. We'll talk about maybe later or even in the yeah, next episode. Sure. Yeah, is uh is uh-huh. uh sh- I don't shoot too many. I I can't remember the last time I actually shot with another photographer, but like trying to get different compositions <laughs> when you're trying to shoot the same thing, it's tough. It really is. Uh, but yeah we'll i think that. i think we did a pretty good job but there's some scenes where it's like almost impossible so i'm, I'm like dude we got to coordinate posting or whatever i'm uh-huh. just like i don't know and yeah. it, it's not even just I, I i know i'm like ragging on you but it's not even just you it's the same thing that like the boardwalk like how many of the 10 people in front of me are pointing at the same subject like how many of our photos are gonna look the same probably it's probably a lot of them and that's just yeah, kind I of mean, fact, a lot of my of feed it. is that damn magnolia <laughs> from the boardwalk <laughs> yeah right now in like the recommended i'm like i know where that was taken <laughs> yeah. oh i know yeah they're like uh-huh. I-, I was there <laughs> um but yeah i think that was pretty much it for day one it was just kind of like mm-hmm. cool kind of like just a a feeler kind of thing where i was just like i was getting a feel for location i arrived in the area long drive so i was kind of tired but like we checked out mommy bay like the whole boardwalk which, which on the later days was a lot better, I think, in my opinion, for photos, um, just because mm-hmm. I didn't have to deal with like the wind and the rain. Uh, but yeah, it was a great time, just a couple hours out, um, and then it got kind of like too dark, and we were just drenched. So like, we we're just let's go back to the hotel yep. and just settle up there. Um, but you know, yeah, it's we, good. We it's both good. had food eater in like twelve hours, so uh, it felt yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, for me it literally was twelve hours. Oh jeez. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh-huh. rough life. So like, but that was nice. We stayed um, in Oregon, Ohio, and it was a pretty central location. Uh, I think the yeah. farthest distance was like twenty minutes to McGee, um, mm-hmm. and there were tons of restaurants right there, so we could just grab something. So it was good. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a good central location. Yep, and we well, found the real... back door, so we don't we we could just walk in, carry our gear straight up uh, to the room, and yeah, it was good. I'm bummed we got the third floor. <laughs> I like the nice views, yeah. but I was just like, we, we tried to get the first, but, you know, I walked in, they're like, all right, third floor. I was like, whatever. It just yeah. was a pain. But, um, yeah, so the first day there was pretty good. Uh, yeah. Second day, I think, that was my first yeah. experience. Basically, uh, I think we both woke up at like five something in the morning. Uh, and then I rode <laughs> yeah. with you, and I was just like ready to go to McGee, like straight off the bat, early, early morning. I got there and like I wasn't used to the climate change um, in the sense of like the weather because like it's a few hours up north but like it was that day super cold like at early in the morning before uh, daybreak really and so it was just super cold and windy there by the lake and uh, you dropped me off at the boardwalk and then uh, you had your mm-hmm. workshop yeah 
So, uh, yeah, I did uh, workshops with hunts. I did two. Um, our first one was at um, the Mickey Marsh area, but it was at the Visitor Center. There's a cool trail behind there. Um, and I think there were seven attendees, and then Noah from hunts, he was uh, along with me. Uh, and it, it was super fun. Um, everybody was beginners, which I, I was nervous to be like some pros in there, and I just kind of get intimidated. Uh, mm-hmm. But they were all um, definitely beginners, um, and I, I just helped them, you know, with camera settings and with. I helped a lot with angles because, um, you know, people would tend to rather than you know, kind of finding the best angle for the bird, they would just shoot straight up as they saw it, or just um, mm-hmm. just kind of stay in the same place. Uh, as far as subjects, um, for me, uh, it wasn't anything too enticing, but I wasn't really there to shoot anyways, so. Um, we did find a groundhog for them just, just in the parking lot. Um, so that was cool. Uh, for those who are able, I was able to teach them about eye level. Um, that's, that's one of my signature things. Um, if you see me shooting, I'm always rolling around or doing something. Um, uh, even on the boardwalk at McGee Marsh, I even the, laid the, down sometimes. The uh, best wildlife shooters really. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Sometimes I take it to the I think, extreme, but well, I, I think it was kind of rough seeing so many people get warbler neck, like especially in the boardwalk when uh-huh. like they're they're pointing up this six to eight pound camera and lens, uh-huh. but like up basically just right ahead of them, and I'm like, dude, it's like I'm just looking at yeah. it. Like everyone's know, trying like, so dude, hard those, to get those a photo. photos are going in the trash can. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a silhouette uh-huh. or whatever, but like I just uh-huh. I I really learned to kind of like. And I was telling you this, like, kind of, like, let go of an opportunity in, like, the moment. Because, like, not everything needs a photo because I know it's going to be bad, you know, quite simply. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and there were, there were a bunch of red-winged blackbirds um, for them to work with, which they're very cooperative. Uh, so that that was cool. Um, got to They got to experiment with that. And there at the very end, there was a perched eagle um, pretty far away. But, like, you could do some cool stuff with it. Um, and they were all overjoyed to see that eagle. So that, that was awesome. Uh, and yeah it was it was two and a half three hours um just walking around you know learning about where they came from their their background you know one person lived in cape man new jersey actually so that was pretty cool Uh, a couple they talked about their experiences there and it was just cool yeah it's just like kind of like just having a guest on the podcast because it's kind of a bunch (laughs) of guests just learning about their photography um you know i also got to add some of the teaching elements so yeah it was good that's awesome. Yeah. How, was it tough for you to like kind of like just put down your camera and help people out? Like Oh no. Struggle? No. I yeah. I I kind of mentally told myself before I'm not going to shoot. Like I shot a little bit. Like I would yeah. make sure everybody was like if there's something cool, there's a couple times where I wanted to shoot. I would make sure everybody settled first, you know, kind of getting yeah. the shots they want. Then I'd take a couple friends, but like I said, that's why I was I wasn't there for that, and you know, mm-hmm. I just I kind of just mostly put the camera down. So, yeah, that, that, that's good though. I mean, you have plenty of time afterwards mm-hmm. to do it on your own too. Oh yeah, so. for sure. It's, and you did so <laughs> that works out yeah. for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. Yeah. So yeah. then after that, um, I I believe I just met you at McGee, right? I th- I think so. Yeah, so uh, I guess I'll talk about my side of the story. So, like, you dropped me off at McGee uh, before your workshop. Oh, yeah, sorry sorry about that. <laughs> no, you're, no, you're good. I, I just want to keep okay. it kind of going concurrently. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So you dropped me off at the entrance and I just, you dropped me there and I just started going with, um, I had my camera, my ADD and my Tamron 15600 and my GoPro strapped to my head and it was like barely even light out. And there was like one person on the boardwalk in the parking lot before that. And so I was just like, Hey man, I'll meet up with you in a few hours. And I'm just like, I started wandering, but like no sooner than probably like five minutes, maybe I'm like looking around at birds, you know, it's kind of just starting up for the day. So it's pretty quiet, but it was so much wind. It was hard to, you know, kind of like tell. And then like, I see this kind of familiar, like you ever get like a vibe from someone like I may know them. Mm -hmm. I, I like, I turn around and look at my side and someone from that same entrance is walking pretty fast on the boardwalk and he has a hood up and everything. I'm like, I just, I kind of see a, a little bit of his face and I just yell out, Gary? <laughs> and he's like, hey, Ryan. <laughs> it was like the crazy, it was pretty surreal. Was, yeah, Gary, Gary Farber. Uh, and like, it was just really cool. Uh, so, and just, yeah, we, um, I didn't really take any photos before you and I met up because like we spent those couple hours here at the workshop just chatting it up. And it was just like, it was great meeting him. Uh, just getting to know him better about himself and photography and how long he's been doing it, all this kind of stuff. Um, it was really just like a cool just moment, I guess, you know, just sharing that experience on the boardwalk, just walking around, doing a few laps. Um, but like I said, I really didn't take any photos during that moment because I was just focused on talking to him, I guess, at that point. Um, but yeah, and then at that point, it was kind of later in the morning. Uh, lighting was still pretty decent. Um, in stark contrast to the day before, where it was all rain and gross. Uh, this day, it was a lot more sunny and uh, still cold, but you know, it was warm enough at least. And uh, so, yeah, and then you and I met up from there. Yeah, I actually can't remember what did we do after that. Did we or actually, did we stay at McGee? I, yeah, we stayed at McGee, I think, for a few more <laughs> hours. But like, I think you, uh, did we? It was, yeah, it was, or, yeah, it was Gary and I met up with you, and then Noah was there, I think. So, like, all four of us, so then I met oh, yeah. Noah, uh, mm-hmm. and then I, I think. Those two went off on their own, and then I think you and I just stayed at the boardwalk. I think, pretty sure. And then we yeah. kind of like did. Yes. Okay. So I remember now. Yeah. So we shot at the boardwalk <laughs> yeah. for a while, um, and then we we had kind of a good, pretty good board, boardwalk shoot. Um, but then we went out to the beach um, at Lake oh, Erie. Yeah. We kind of had like a beach adventure. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest on that, yeah. that. I didn't get any photos necessarily, but it was really fun just to kind of explore Lake Erie. Uh, it's a beautiful yeah. lake. Um, uh-huh. uh, yeah, uh, we found a killdeer nest, so that was cool. We photographed that for a that, couple minutes. And that was, like, on our way out. Yeah, that was really cool, but it was, like, in not, like, directly in the parking lot, but it was, like, pretty much right next to it, like, mm-hmm. between that and the uh, between the beach and the parking lot, it is. Um, and, like, I guess, the I'm guessing the Division of Wildlife noticed it pretty quickly, so they, like, they erected, like, four, like, signposts or cones around it. Uh, but people... <laughs> You and I spent like probably two minutes max, maybe, and we're down flat on the ground, side by side, shooting it for a while. Um, the shots were okay, but like I just didn't want to overstay my welcome because I noticed it was. Yeah. There's already there's already people that are shooting it. I think a couple people, but like it was definitely drawing a crowd, not crowd, but like just enough that I was just like this is getting kind of yeah. So like I was just like let's let's get out of here, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. from that. You know I just get I get iffy about that, and I just don't want to stress out the bird too much too. Yeah. Yeah, then we explored the beach. Um, we we got some goal pictures. Uh, Ryan's a big goal fan, so he, he could identify them. So that was cool. Am I? I didn't know that. 
Oh, it seems like you're you're kind of a gall enthusiast. No, I think I think uh, I remember early on the trip you're saying I'm more of you're t- talking about yourself. You're saying like, I'm more of a turn fan, and I think after yeah, I'm a turn a week, enthusiast more. Yeah, my turn enthusiast. <laughs> I think I I think after my full week, my full experience, I was like, I think I'm more of a turn fan too. I can't yeah, identify more. They they, crap, they tend to like, convert you. Yeah, <laughs> they're just like a uh, this is probably hot take, but they're like a cooler gall. I don't know if that's the right way of saying it. No, yeah, I, I think that's that's widely widely known too that they're just a cooler a goal. Like you know, a cooler yeah, goal. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you kind of find the same spots and uh, like, yeah, and uh, I, I think I saw two. They're both lifers, Caspian and Common Turn. Um, I did not I see, see Black Turn, even though I had instances where I was talking to people and like they're like they were here yesterday and that kind of hearsay, but word of mouth and all that. Uh, but yeah, I did get those two lifers for turns because i never i've never seen them before i mean down nice. here so i was like these guys are pretty cool and us I, I was expecting them to of course with the trip so uh that was nice nice little mm-hmm. thing to have um but yeah we worked along that beach for a good while and it was it was midday light but it was a beautiful blue sky day you know mm-hmm. water's flowing like you said the gulls and all that kind of stuff but um yeah and maybe i don't sa- know if you remember we discovered some like habitat that'd be great for warblers I suspect if we yeah. had gone back there later in the week, there would have been like all kinds of stuff in there. Honestly, we probably really, should have done that. I kind of did that next morning because uh, we'll talk about a little bit about my landscape, uh, I guess, deviation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but yeah, I went along that again. It was it was pretty cool to see that. Just a nice kind of uh, I'm not sure what the term would be, but like just a nice little like straightaway that mm-hmm. uh, parallels with the beach. But uh, like I agree with you, it was definitely some shrubbier habitat and uh, stuff that could be much more potential for like eye levels with uh, warblers and stuff like that too. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, we also saw. Uh, we kind of we moved we transitioned, <laughs> kind of we had to do a little climbing honestly, but we transitioned to a um, what do you even call that? Oh, like a bridge the, over rip, the marsh or something or a natural bridge? Yeah. Talking about the stacks of rocks and all that, uh, yeah, yeah. We oh, saw some yeah, turtles. Did some herping, so that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I saw so many turtles the whole week, man. Unsurprisingly, yeah. Um, I think the I think the animals we most saw are Canada geese because like this is the time of year for like they're young, of course. But there's like every park had like four or five families of like the goslings and all that stuff. Like they are everywhere. <laughs> I, it was awesome though. Honestly, like, no, it's cool. Yeah, I normally I don't like Canada geese, off. but when they have kids, I mean, it's it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird way to put it, but I understand. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, no, totally valid. Between that, um, I thought okay, I thought it was weird. I don't know about you, but like I, Eastern Tohi, I have a lot of those down here, like all the time. But like up there, I didn't hear a single one until like we entered some woodland, I think. And that was a few days in. It was just weird. I was just like, I was assuming they'd be around, but they weren't prevalent really at all. Yeah, I I found the same thing. It, it was really weird. Um, it's almost like, like the other birds pushed them out or something. I don't I don't know. And it, uh, I'm kind of jumping around now, but it's pretty funny because of the chickadees. Uh, I I forgot completely that black caps is common up there. Like all the field guides and checklists, like the paper like brochures I'd get from like um, the festival and stuff. They all had black cap. They did not have Carolina chickadee. And like, I'm pretty much the the black cap down here, down south in Ohio, is like the common, or excuse me, it's the winter resident. So like, they're kind of like lesser common for the rest of the year. But up there, it's like that's the year round guy. And like, 
and so like it, it wasn't until I put an eBird Carolina chickadee and it said like infrequent unreported and it like flagged it for comments. I was like, oh, I forgot. Like it's it's a couple hours up north, but it like makes a big difference, I guess, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's like a different it's, it's, different climate zone, different habitat. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just because I don't, you know, me, I don't get out that much. Like I say, pretty local. So like I was just like, oh, like mm-hmm. it kind of is a thing there. Yeah, it's just have to pay attention to. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I th- I think after that we uh, we went back for a bit, took a break. I mean that was already it was probably one p.m. by the time we finished all that walking. Uh, yeah. we, we were both dead. Like <laughs> we were just, or at least I I was <laughs> I, know, like, I, I was I f- out of it. Yeah, I felt quite alive, honestly. <laughs> well, I was uh, I was like mentally alive, but like physically, I was just like because <laughs> like I don't really? know. Yeah. I don't know. The boardwalk's easy going, in my opinion. It yeah. Well, it was. It's, it, it's not like it was just the the heat. I don't know. It was a little hot. Oh yeah. That day was it? For I me, guess so, I don't yeah. know. I, it's a, not like we're running laps, though. You know what I mean? Like it was a uh-huh. flat boardwalk, and like we were doing like micro steps, and mm-hmm. not really, just really not moving fast at all. I mean, that's like it's uh-huh. the boardwalk. The boardwalk's a decent length. Um, I can't think of the mileage off the top of my heads. My heads. My my head. But like it's two point three or something. Is it okay? Yeah, but like, I mean, like you could spend hours, like because oh, yeah. we did, and we did, we, we did. did, yeah. Oh yeah, like like, and that that's how I'd recommend it. Like I wouldn't say just walk it, like fast. Yeah. Like you're not gonna see squat. Like yeah, spend hours and really, like time will fly. But like you get so engrossed in just the landscape and like you're gonna obviously mm-hmm. maximize the amount of species you see, and uh, t- probably even talk to some cool people and just talk about you know birding and all that stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, then that that night um, after we relaxed for but that was that was a great night. I mean, we first we went to Howard Marsh. Um, we were originally searching oh, for yeah. a yellow-headed blackbird. Uh, I only saw one in flight. Uh, Ryan did not see it that first night, uh, but yeah. then we discovered mud flats, and ooh, that was awesome. <laughs> we discovered yeah. mud flats uh-huh. <laughs> for yeah. the first time. No, uh, that was really cool. So. Um, Hard Marsh, yeah, that's a that was a cool place, man. Um, where do you even begin? Yeah, so like there's like this gravel path or whatever, and like it was, it's all marsh habitat. Like you're overlooking it. It's a great place for like a roadside scanning with like a spotting scope. But like you and I were just on foot, and it was like late evening light, not quite golden hour yet, but like it was definitely getting that like nice elongated shadows, the golden warmth mm-hmm. on like the cattails and the marsh, just really cool stuff. Like, it's getting really promising for that, um, for, I think, both of our first times there at Howard in particular. And, like, we go along this gravel path, and it takes us to, like, this little small loop. It's, like, a little, like, kind of juts out from the into the water, I guess. Like, a, not really an island, but... Uh, but anyways, yeah, there's, like, some mud flats over there. And, like, gosh, I mean, like, just <laughs> at a quick glance, I got a ruddy turnstone lifer and a crappy out-of-focus shot at that. Uh, there's some... I think one or two greater yellow lakes. Correct me if I'm wrong, um, if memory serves. Mm-hmm. And then there's a handful of spotted sandpipers and maybe a solitary. But like yeah. the best, the, I mean the best moment, which I know I know you're eager to talk about, is uh, we got down low, like in the mudfly along the water. Like, and you're you're great about this. I was honestly just kind of following you at this point because uh, you just had like you've done shorebirds yeah, like this so, before. Yeah, so we. I don't. Um... I don't I don't get the experience of this much like eye level shorebirds. So like you're, I was tagging along really for the ride. Yeah, and so, like, we, I mean, we, after my Florida trip, I, I really turned into like a shorebird photographer. 
Um, so <laughs> I knew, you know, if you, you see a shorebird, you wait for it to kind of leave the area, you lay down where it was, and it'll come right back to you. And, and there was yeah. some waiting. I've had worse with shorebirds, but, you know, you, you still have to wait. Um, maybe 10, 15 minutes later, here he comes. He's, he's, he's <laughs> marching in. Maybe ten minutes. I think it was. It was dude, about ten. No, dude, we sat. No? no, we sat down. It was like five minutes. I mean, they're, okay. they, they move. Okay. They move around pretty quickly. So yeah, we we sat down five minutes. I remember, uh, it was like out of frame, like out of our view, because it was like up. We're down low in the mud flat, of course. But then it goes up this kind of grassy lawn, and there's like a tree, uh-huh. small tree nursery at the top of this little like section, and like it was out of view. But then I slowly saw we saw it creeping out, and it was like picking out of the mud and stuff. Um, eating or whatever and like the, i mean spotties move pretty fast i think so like at least that one did um and it got in the view and it was like the most surreal thing because we're just watching it slow and it didn't care care at all it, like it just kept getting uh-huh. closer and closer and i mean like that sucker stunning background like, too the background was so uh, distant that it became yes. a layer of the brown mud and then a layer of the blue and then more brown mud it was so good like and the amazing couple of golden hour light and i mm-hmm. i think and the way we positioned ourselves was perfect because it was front lit and like, mm-hmm. oh, like, and it was like the moment lasted long enough. Like you and I probably got like a lot of uh, images, but like I even flipped on the video just real quick and uh, got some decent footage. Oh um, yeah, like definitely. when he was like when he was at his closest, even and I was like, mm-hmm. dude, this is really cool. No, he um, he came right up to our lens hoods basically at one point. I mean, he was right there. <laughs> he came to the point like, where it was too close yeah. for both of us to photograph. Like minimum focus wise like he was so close yeah yeah and like i'm trying not to giggle and squeal like a little girl but i was like dude is this really happening like trying to be mm-hmm. quiet and like this because like it's not about me like i love that like i love shore birds i love the idea of photographing them but like where i'm at it's like we don't get that good like shore habitat very often like we yeah. have a couple like state state parks with some decent sized lakes but like you're not always going to draw the biggest amount of species compared to like lake erie of course like in this instance so oh, like, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I the, that's that's kind of like what I meant. It's not like I'm against or averse to it. It's like I just don't get that experience because like most of what's around here is like waterways, like rivers and creeks, and like you get them along those, of course. But like, or just little fishing ponds at a community park. But like, you're not gonna be really eye level most of the time. I mean, I found some spots that are decent, but like you're probably only gonna get like kill deer or something. Which yeah, you know. and the time the one time I've ever photographed shorebirds in Louisville is just. I had to literally lay in water in a creek to get it. Like that's the right. the only way here. But a place like this, the birds are used to humans fairly. I mean, these shorebirds were still skittish. I think we even admittedly flushed a couple at first. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was us. I assume. Um, which yeah, no which happens with shorebirds. Um, they're very skittish. Uh, but once you lay down, they do not care. I found that in Florida too. Um, as long, you can't like rotate you gotta set like i i intentionally put us in the front lit direction because i knew you can't change your angle you gotta like just stay there um even like some tripod movements will scare them away i found so but if you sit yeah. there it, it'll work it'll work eventually i mean um <laughs> sometimes you have to wait sometimes you don't so right unfortunately we, we both sh- uh shot handheld um did you bring your ground pod out for that one I did not bring my ground pod there. That was a mistake. Neither, that would have yeah. been great for that. Neither, yeah. neither did I. But like, to be fair, it was our first experience there. So like, uh-huh. I mean, we could have guessed, but like, eh. I knew there would be shorebirds <laughs> on the mudflats, but I never thought there'd be a mudflat that's accessible to us. So, yeah, I mean, it's 
it's a little bit of a walk out there from the parking lot, but like, you know, a few minutes in, it's like, that was worth it. Just, just for that alone, that was probably one of the best photo ops uh-huh. in like the whole trip really. Oh yeah. And I'm definitely next year, like at a sunrise or a sunset, like I'm oh. definitely going to just lay there for like hours and get the turnstones and, um, maybe even some Dunlin and, you know, the yellow legs, all kinds of stuff. So. Yeah, shout out to the Dunlin though. Um, overall, on the trip, like they were everywhere. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I'm talking, I'm talking like flocks. I would see flocks of like fifty of them fly into a mud flat at different locations. That is, and like um, I never seen Dunlin. I don't see Dunlin that much. I've got like one okay photo from like four years ago at my local wetlands, but like mm-hmm. these guys were in their you know rocking the breeding plumage. They had that black spot on their breast, like or on the chest, and like just like looking striking. And then like there was like so many of them too. It was like they're all really far away. It was usually like sunny days, so like I, photos were just kind of dock shots. But like, still, it's like such a cool shorebird. <laughs> probably, probably my favorite, honestly. Now I'm thinking about. It. So it was a lifer for me too. Really? That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one, man. That's a good one. Because when I went to Florida, um, pretty much everything had migrated out, so uh, there wasn't really the Dunlin or the Yellow Lakes or anything. Uh, so it was, yeah. was kind of, I got to see different group of shorebirds, which was awesome. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it, it's tougher in the, like the fall, like fall shorebird migration. Cause like they obviously don't mm-hmm. have the breeding plumage and like they become this dull kind of gray Brown that like, like to be honest, they kind of just blend in with every other shorebird. So it's a lot tougher, but during spring here, it's like just, it's indistinguishable. I'd say like once you start learning about that kind of birds. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and um, I think, yeah, like you said, yeah, it's, it's peak season for shorebirds. Well, not peak, but it's, like, getting close to peak when we were there. So it was awesome. Yeah, ramping up at least throughout the whole month of May. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah, and a- then after, after that. that yeah, uh, wow. <laughs> Metzger. So Metzger is, like, um, if we're talking geographically, it's, like, right down the road. We, we kind of got lost trying to drive there. We were carpooling. Uh, but, like, we eventually got there with, like, just, I think it was, like, just an hour of daylight uh so it was like prime time golden hour this is just coming off the high of like howard and like having that uh spotted sandpiper experience so like we were both pumped totally like adrenaline was going off and like so we get up to this uh, metzger marsh wildlife area and this is uh unlike howard where it's kind of like a distance away from the lake like this is right on top of erie uh lake erie and like i just uh dude we walked we walked (laughs) on this big it's like a big dike trail there's not too much like trails to it but the wood lot that i'll get to in a little bit uh that surrounds like the parking lot some really tall trees great habitat for warblers but like you and i just kind of started walking along the water and there's like i think palm warbler and yellow warbler on like both sides and they followed us the whole length and we almost went the entire way which is a fair distance um there's also uh bald eagles kind of way off the distance it was just like Ah, so good. I mean, like, and that was like one of the best sunrise, or excuse me, one of the best sunsets I had seen in a long time too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just yeah. And the way some... when you have something like that that has no trees, no tall features, the light is just yeah. godly. And we don't and get it lasts that where longer. we live like ever, like because eh, yeah, most places. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, like Ohio, and we have a lot of like Ohio and Kentucky. We have a lot of hills and tall trees, like old growth forests. Um, that block a lot yeah. of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, so it's it's rare, at least for me, to get a shoot like that um, when I'm not traveling. You know, it like just in kind of a more 
you, you wouldn't think a marsh would have light like that, but it can if you find these places out on the lake. Uh, I'm yeah, talking definitely. like like a pinkish golden. Like it was insane. Yeah. It was just super vibrant. I mean, like just getting these little yellow birds, like it was just like bathed in this light on some trees. And the, even the leaves, of course, had this orangish tint, like everything. And it's like editing can mimic this kind of st- like the style, I guess, or this lighting. But like, dude, getting it naturally was just purely epic to say the least. It was really surreal. Um, and I remember uh, kind of a little bit later on when we were walking down the dike, but I noticed there's like some big white birds out there. Um, and I believe I got trumpeter swan earlier in the day as a lifer that is on the, on the drive into McGee. Uh, uh, I believe like, that was actually the day after I thought. No, I think I, I saw him the first time I went. Really? Maybe. I think it was on okay. the way out of McGee that earlier that day. Cause like okay. they, I saw him like, I saw him like every drive in and out of there. Cause they're just like along the marsh, but you could, you could be right. I, I actually don't remember. I, I actually think it was the next day because I remember you saying, okay. The first ones we it, saw were these ones, so you like you were hoping it was yeah. a, a trumpeter. Um, yeah, uh, but I actually got a really good photo of that. Um, of, it was of the small mutes. in frame, yeah, but also there was a turn that flew in between them, so <laughs> it was really uh, cool. Okay, so one I didn't of those know random things. I didn't know it either until I got home from <laughs> the computer. <laughs> one of those random things you just never know until you, you shows up yeah. in the frame. Yeah, I I I've surprised myself before. I'm like, I took that shot. Like, and plus it's like a week's worth. Like I'm still going through it now. I'm just like, I don't remember taking this, but this is cool. Like, yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah we basically were, um, I noticed those big white birds. And I was like, those are clearly swans. Like they just had the shape of them. And they're like on the, as you're walking on the dike, it was on the right side, just big open water, um, where like some blue winged teal were as well. Uh, but yeah. And I was like trying to scope them cause I brought my spotting scope for this, uh, this part of the, the trip, I guess. And I was like trying to find them. Or identify them that is because i was like hoping it was a lifer and i was like so bummed because it was i think four total uh they're all mute swans which i'm like they're cool but they're not native and i've already seen them and photographed them a decent amount so i was like kind of bummed but mm-hmm. i got some like small and frame ones and it has that perfect orange glow behind them like it's bright blue water foreground when they're swimming and it's mm-hmm. just like orange lighting like i just i love the look of that on a marsh and i, I do want to mention too we we planned this like based on weather like we knew yeah that more open areas would be better in golden light and the more yeah. wooden area wooded areas would be better in cloudy light so for the most most part we tried to plan what we would do around that so mm-hmm. yeah and i think that worked pretty well to our advantage um like besides that first day where it was just all rain, like every other day of the week was just full sun, uh, which meant like you kind of had to work with it. Cause like I wanted to maximize my shooting time, which is most of the day. Right. But like, it did mean that like I had to plan out which locations to go to, like you said, so that I could get that basically just, uh, use that sunset light to its fullest extent. Oh yeah, for sure. It, it was amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's such a good sunset. That was pretty much it for that night. Um, we we'll talk about it later, but we did come back to that location. Uh, it it was just great, beautiful views, everything. Um, super cool mm-hmm. experience for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think from there, yeah. What did we do? Did we have dinner uh, we, that night? We met. Yeah, we had dinner with Gary and Noah that night. That was awesome. Just you know, it's good to meet up with your your, your friends up there, and you know, just kind of have good conversations, have ch- everything. 
yeah it was awesome. yeah, just, so. yeah hang out have a chat get to know him a little bit better because i really i kind of just like shook hands with noah gary i talked to you for those few hours but like Noah, i really didn't get to see that much yet mm-hmm. so it's just cool talking to them some more um was yeah. that, wasn't that the night i gotta i gotta i gotta mention it but wasn't that the night that night uh the sleepwalking thing yes so uh, i never <laughs> i never said this on the podcast but i'm a chronic sleepwalker um, and, and Ryan and, and I did, you warned we did me share about a it. hotel room. Yeah, I did warn him. <laughs> After he committed to it, of course. But <laughs> no, yeah. um, that's true. I know. I was not. Re- I mean, I I kind of brushed it off because you're like one of these four nights I'm going to sleepwalk, and I was like, uh-huh. the, I think it was a, I think it was the night before that night. You said like the first night, so this is the second night or whatever. And like, <laughs> I think it was like one or two in the morning. We went to bed at like eleven thirty or midnight, or something like that. Midnight or something. Yeah. It was it was late, you know. It's my normal bedtime nowadays, but and I wake up, you know, it's dark in the room, and like I'm just hearing you, and I look up and I see you, like from like the minimal kind of like window light, and like you're just like kind of like pushing my foot, like you're standing, <laughs> yeah. you're you're standing, you're standing at the side of the bed at the end of it, and you're pushing my foot like just kind of like repeatedly, and I hear you saying, uh, "Quit oversleeping, quit oversleeping," <laughs> like you, like you. Like, I woke up, because I'm a real light sleeper, so, like, I woke up probably the first, like, second or two you did that, uh-huh. and, like, I don't know why, because, like, I get startled from being a light sleeper, so, like, if I, if I, something surprises me, I jump up, and I, like, I snap up, and, like, mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I just took my foot, that same foot, and just, like, kicked you, like, not even kicked you, I just, like, drove it into your, like, probably your gut, and I just, like, pushed you, and you fell back into your bed. It was a good strategy, and I didn't feel any pain, so... And it worked and yeah excuse me it, you know it's, it's the weirdest it's, i've been doing it, it for like weird. 10 years and i knew it was gonna happen it's it's pretty much a guarantee and uh yeah it, and and i apologize of course like the next morning like i went back to bed and i think you did too probably after that but like i woke up and i was just like oh i don't even remember you, i wasn't even awake that, so that was the yeah. scariest part i was just like uh-huh. hey like i had to mention it it's the elephant in the room i was like did you <laughs> well remember? you think like, it's the elephant you... in the room but you could have never mentioned it i would have had no idea whatsoever uh, take that to my grave that'd be so uh-huh. weird it was too weird not to because i was like uh-huh. I, you know waking up startled like that i was so delirious i just kind of dozed off because like i knew it instantly like oh he's sleepwalking but like if it, it honestly freaked me out that's why i was just like kick foot like someone's it is pretty creepy me. yeah like like the things that go through your head at 2 a.m like when i don't know i trust you it was just like freaky to wake up uh-huh. to that i never really had that experience but anyways <laughs> yeah a little, little tangent but it was, a, uh-huh. it was a quite funny story i think and uh yeah <laughs> but, yeah it was great yeah. it was it was definitely interesting yeah after after a few hours of sleep we went right back out uh, uh-huh. early bright yeah. early i had another workshop um let's see do we we did separate cars that day right yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah we, okay, because I went on my sunrise shoot, and then, yeah, you had another workshop at Mommy, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll quickly go over my workshop. And, uh, no worries. You can, you can talk about your landscapes. Um, so I did another workshop. I did it at the Mommy Bay Boardwalk, which I'd been to earlier in the week with Ryan. Um, really good group once again. Um, Red Wing Blackbirds were the main, main attraction uh, again, but <laughs> – bunch of beginners um so it was great uh, met some great people in that workshop just enjoyed talking to them uh, they got an eagle again though so that was cool uh, you know all, you know you got to see the eagles you know that's that's the line so and we saw them yep oh yes we saw the eagles yeah um 
Yeah, and it was good. I definitely, I think I liked the first day better, probably just because of the the location. I, the people were great in both, but just for yeah. workshops, I like some like I, I liked like the more kind of backwoods trail that was more kind of remote. Um, and you could really just stay in one area for long periods of time and just focus on like technique and whatnot. Uh, but both right. workshops were great. Um, and yeah, that, that day was, that second one was really fun. So it was good. It was good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's cool that not only did you get to do one workshop, but two, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you're pretty yeah. well familiar with them at that point already too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's and great. next year for sure. I, I'm sure both of us, you know, we'll be doing a bunch, I'm sure. So. Yeah, I I would love to, man. I I think it's fun just kind of leading people and teaching them. And like that's definitely something I want to do more of. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So hopefully. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, and then from there, so you're off doing that early in the morning. I got out real early too, before sunrise, and like I drove all the way out to McGee. But from the I guess you could call it pre-scouting from the day before, where we're just kind of like walking the beach at you know high noon. I was like, this is so cool. I need to come back at sunrise. And so I was just like dead set on doing that that next morning because I knew it would be sunny or a nice good full sunrise. And mm-hmm. so I, I just basically, I parked up. I think it was like the first one there in the parking lot. And like I had just enough time because like the beach is right there. So like I, I walked a few steps and I was right there. And I had some comps I took with my phone the day before as we were both walking it. So I kind of like had some ideas for the whole length of the beach. And uh I forgot to mention, but at this point, I had the R5. Um, the day before, Gary, uh, thanks, Gary, once again, but he uh, let me the Canon R5. So that was my first time with mirrorless. And so I was using that for about a full 24 hours shooting. And uh, so I brought it to with me uh, to this landscape shoot. And I was like, just trying out some different compositions I had. And um, I used my 16 to 35 F4 um, on there with the adapter and all that. And uh, it was just such a cool, just, I don't know, just being out there, just kind of enjoying the the little i mean i enjoyed shooting with you but it's just like nice to have a little break and from everyone mm. in general it's just like a little yeah. solitary experience just you know just doing the camera stuff and just enjoying that sunrise um and i shot it for a good hour and a half two hours probably because the light was still pretty nice um walked the length of the beach took different comps saw lots of goals <laughs> which apparently i'm an enthusiast about <laughs> and uh yeah and then i got back to my car and it was like the parking lot was like almost full like by 10 i think like it was like nuts, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, understandable of course. Um, I think from there I took like a little break to have a snack, switch out to my telephoto, and just hit the boardwalk. It was like it was almost perfect, you know, like a two for one package deal. Um, trying out the R five and all that too there. So basically yeah, just went awesome. from landscapes to birds, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was, it was fun. It's a good time that day. Yeah. Then then after that, um, I drove to Pearson Metro Park. Uh, we really just wanted to see what was up there. Um, you know, it it's right by our hotel. Um, so we, we just wanted to check it out. Um, I actually took a nap in my car because I was just I was exhausted. So I had a little break <laughs> there. That was nice. It's kind of a midday break. Uh, and, yeah, uh, when you got there, we, we did – that was kind of our, our – probably our biggest, like, hike we took. It wasn't, it wasn't that big, but we definitely hiked around. Um, uh-huh. I made the mistake of bringing my heavy tripod. I don't know why I still do this to myself. Like, I, I really don't need a tripod at this point. So I don't know why I keep carrying it. But that was, that was a mistake. But um, yeah, it was it was pretty. Um, not a lot of subjects. Yeah, but it, it was pretty. It was pretty. 
But it was like it was like our at least for me it was like the first looks at some birds that I would see in better opportunities mm-hmm. later on. Like um, I think what was some of the standouts? Black and white, black, black and white, and blue. Black blue. Yep. Uh, I saw my Baltimore I saw my. Oriole. F- yep, my first one of the week. I saw my first red. St- we saw our first red start, I believe, of the week. Oh yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. What else? I mean, yeah, just like quite a few good birds. I mean, it was like not good opportunities because they were high up in the trees at this point. We're down the like the woodland floor. Mm-hmm. But like that part, that park was still, I think a hidden gem because most people, you know, they flock, no pun intended, to like McGee and all that because it's easier to see these birds. But like, mm-hmm. it was still, I feel like a nice metro park. And like, like you said, it was like on the drive there to like the other places that we normally go to. So it was like, and perfect. I think it, I think it'd be like a perfect birders park too. For f- photography, it's probably not the best, but oh yeah, for birders like you, on the peak peak of migration, you could get tons of species there. I'm sure. Yeah, and, and like without checking the checklist because I I captured everything on eBird for like the entire week and I shared it with you, Henry. But like it was, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, we got like a decent amount of species, different kinds, and like like you said, it's def. I totally agree. It's maybe not the best place for photo opportunities, but like from a birder standpoint, like you get pretty good variety of species uh, with even a variety of habitat too. So like there's lots mm-hmm. of uh, cool stuff and like stuff I wouldn't see at the marsh like. Uh, crows maybe uh yeah i saw some robins but there's a lot more at pearson of course uh just stuff like that you know chickadees at that point stuff that's more woodland centric maybe um that you wouldn't see near the wetlands or the coast yeah it, it was cool for sure yeah 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 definitely hot sunny but you know it was worth just checking out midday just seeing what's out mm-hmm. there yeah, yeah and then uh after that we uh took another break and i believe wasn't that the day that we Ended up sleeping like two hours by accident. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like day three, I was just like, I'm. I was kind of like, yo, I'm just like, I'm beat. Like I, I wanted to get a little extra sleep because I woke up so early, like that mm. day in particular. So yeah, I like slept in like an hour or something too later, I guess. Yeah, but it was but, uh, it was needed and it was it was awesome. You know, sometimes you need to do it, that. It, yeah. Yeah, the, the heat really got into my head. Probably years two from that the earlier thing the earlier hike and then like yeah that sleeper really helped because i felt yep. pretty good and we went from there mm-hmm. what did we go to from there though i'm sorry i can't remember i i think we went back to no i honestly i was going to ask you the same thing i think we went back to mcgee yeah oh yeah so yeah we got that was fun really cool magnolia photography oh oh uh, the white the white eyed vireo was like the highlight of that oh, particular yeah, moment. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I saw so like four vireo. or five. Uh huh. Yeah. Go ahead. But this this one shoot we got with a white eyed vireo really came really close up, and that's a tiny bird too. It's smaller mm-hmm. than most warblers, honestly. Uh, it was on some beautiful foliage, beautiful plants. Uh, and yeah. that was awesome. I I mean that was. Yeah. That was surreal, dude. They're gorgeous. Like I, 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 I've, I think that was a lifer for me too. That moment, but like mm-hmm. I've seen pictures and like any of those birds with the eye rings are just so cool looking to me. It's so entrancing, and like to see that guy in real life, not only in real life, up close, like right in my face, just bouncing around, doesn't even care I'm there. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, you, dude, you know it's good when surreal. you can see feathered, when you can see feathered detail with your naked eye. Like you know it's yes. a good place. That's rare, so rare. Yeah, and it, it was weird because, uh, you know, and I, to, I guess to sum up this whole biggest week and, like, the coolest thing I think about me staying a whole week was, like, I get to see the ebb and flow of species come and go. Like, 
a few days in, there's like a good push of blue jays. Like I saw like so many oh of my gosh. Yeah. Like, like like flocks of them flying up high in the trees. We, prob- we probably there- saw a thousand plus in one day, honestly. At least one of the days, but yeah, they're around for like the rest of the trip, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Other days we'd see like a good push of catbirds. Other other days it's like just yeah, there's like always like a <laughs> throughout really <laughs> yeah, but maybe some days were more than others. Uh, but yeah, it was weird because I think that vireo in particular I only saw them that evening, like that day. But like I saw quite a few of them on the boardwalk, which is cool. And uh, the photos I got with a couple with the R five were like, uh, like drop dead gorgeous. I mean like. Good, uh, yeah. Probably my favorite, some of my favorite photos of the trip overall. Yeah, just a cool moment. Are, yeah. Are those birds like as rare as warblers? Like, are they pretty, still pretty rare? I don't think, are they considered a warbler? I don't I mean they migrate. Are they well, I know they're not, I know they're not warblers. I'm just like asking, are they like pretty rare in no, I mean, other locations? They're kind of. I mean, they're a migratory species, so mm-hmm. like maybe. Like, yeah, but they're, they're like, they're like on the level of warblers, right? Like they don't they don't summer, yeah, right? Yeah, they, 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 yes, correct. Yeah, I, I don't uh. believe so. I think I think they're kind of lumped in that same category because they migrate at mm-hmm. the same time of year as the warbs do. So, yeah, I think you're right. Got it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and they're pretty, like really pretty. All the uh. vireos I saw. I think I saw most of the species. I even got, I got a look at the Philadelphia the last day. Even mm. uh, all very pretty. The blue-headed um you know all of them very cool yeah i think i i missed out on red-eyed i knew they were around but like i just didn't have any yeah, luck those were finding pretty. them they were they around, pretty. just kind of far out i found yeah people were i kept hearing people talk about them so i'm like where are you guys seeing these at <laughs> like um warbling was very prevalent too like for several days in a row um uh-huh. i think i did get and a few philadelphias like you yeah oh yeah definitely can't knock uh-huh. those um i got a few close-ups of those as well uh, but yeah, vireos are pretty nice. cool. Yeah, yeah a handful. I think that's later in the week, like after your departure. Um, but it was uh, at McGee, of course. Like, <laughs> where else? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's cool though. Uh huh. Um, yeah. So yeah, and that night, I think we also got like really like closest we I think we got to a warbler was that yellow warbler. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. But it was in a bush, like literally right in front of us. <laughs> literally. Yeah. I mean, as close as our computer screens are right now, pretty much. <laughs> Just imagine that, really, yeah. No, I, yeah. I agree. There's so many. It's hard to, like, remember those yellow warbler encounters because there's so many of them. Yeah. Like, that might By the end of the week, we gave up species. on yellow warblers, like, totally. Like, we just we just stopped. Yeah. it's <laughs> It sounds... I feel terrible that, like, people are being wowed by it on the boardwalk. And I'm like, guys, mm-hmm. they're everywhere. Like, get over it. <laughs> I've been seeing them for like a straight week. I know their song by heart. Mm-hmm. It's whatever. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but uh, yeah. still cool to see though. I mean, I'll oh never yeah, know. yeah. Like you know, it, they were. Um, they're still stunning. So. <laughs> it's it, it's funny because a week before the trip, I was at my local fen, uh, a fence type of wetland. But like, and I got like by comparison some pretty meh kind of shots of like it was small in frame with some green foliage of a yellow warbler. And, like, at that moment, a week before the trip, I was, like, pretty excited. I was, like, oh, spring's here. I'm hyped for this trip. And then, like, I get all these, like, pretty much frame fillers of the that species on the trip. Like, multiple days, multiple lights, cups, etc. And it's just, like, wow, that kind of put that, that other shot to shame. I'm, like, mm-hmm. I should have just waited. I don't know. 
It's just, yeah, it's I, I kind of threw but... out my entire previous Warbler portfolio, basically. Oh, I didn't dang. have a, well, I didn't have a big one. You know, I didn't really do, yeah. do it much oh, last dude. year. Yeah, so it it's kind of gone, which is fine because it it was wow. replaced by much better stuff. So yeah, I, the little checklist like things I mentioned earlier, like the brochures I got, like they had like ones for just Ottawa, which we'll get to. Um, oh, we haven't gotten about Ottawa yet. And then um, <laughs> uh, one for like McGee Marsh in the vicinity, and like uh-huh. I checked off almost every warbler over the whole week. Uh-huh. Like I missed like maybe four of them, five maybe, uh, wow. and they're like ones that were around, like people are. Uh, observing them and sighting them i just once again didn't have any luck i didn't know what to look for maybe or i just wasn't right place right time but like there's a few surprises in there i will say spoiler oh, yeah for but, sure but uh but uh yeah i almost like checked off every warbler i'm like of the uh-huh. like the migrating ones in ohio i was like this is sweet like yep and photos to boot for a lot of them thank you so much for watching the all outdoors photography podcast you can find us on spotify apple podcasts google podcasts and the video version on youtube as well You can subscribe down below and we look forward to seeing you in the next one. Thank you.